0: All right, let's get into this word. We have a new message. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how to access your superpowers. Um, well, just for clarity, how to access and use your superpowers. All right? All right. And so, so uh, as I was, uh, the Lord was just showing me something. I was meditating on, on what we're supposed to talk about today. Like from the very beginning, let's go hear Genesis 1. Let's go to Genesis one. Something we were kinda, we grazed by or drove by Wednesday when we were talking about uh, can't get no satisfaction. Listen, I don't know if you, if you, you know, I know, you know, during the week is kinda hard for some of y'all to get here, but but y'all might wanna go back and listen to that. Like, you know, some of these things you fighting through, you won't fight through no more. Like, you know, um, so you might, like, for real, for real, for real, you know. I, I know I taught the message, but I was just a vessel, okay? <laughs> so so I got to go back and listen to it uh, uh, again. But you might want to get that. Well, ask somebody that was here. Don't take my word for it. Ask somebody that was here. Bob, y'all was here, right? Huh? What's <laughs> uh, your butterfinger? What's your butterfinger? Now you got to go back and look at the message to see what Ed's talking about. That's, that's a cold word. So if you weren't here, you don't know what he's talking about, right? What's your butterfinger, right? Uh, you can, we can thank Stephanie for that insert into the message. When y'all see it, y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? All right? All right, so uh, Genesis w- 1. Man, it's a lovely lady in the back. Oh, that's my wife. Hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> Stay focused, Pastor. Right. Got it. All right. (laughs) Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in what? Our image and after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion. Dominion. Have what? Dominion. It's an authoritative, powerful word, right? And it says over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, look, be fruitful, fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, look, and subdue it. And then he repeated, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All right, so God's original plan, making, making us in his image and after his likeness, right? And so we always say, how do we reference what God's image and likeness was? Well, if this is the only chapter in the Bible, right, Ibsen, we can only refer to the scriptures before, right? That's all we got. Do you think there's enough evidence in the scriptures before of giving us an idea of the image and likeness that he made us? I mean, God spoke things into existence. That takes some, some power, right? You know, to be able to speak and the sound that comes out is so powerful, it awakens everything around it. Even things that are invisible actually can't take sitting in dormant in the invisible. When it hears the sound of that power, it actually, it gets up and jumps into the visible realm, right? So you see, so it's, it's super because it, it, it can create things that are not as, and make them like they are, right? It, it can, things that are dead come alive, seed that was buried started to germinate and started to, to grow and produce. It's an amazing thing, man, that to have that level of power. And then guess what? We was made his image and after his likeness, to have that level of power and dominion, right? So God poured this into the earth realm by, see, the thing about God is when he speaks and what comes out of him affects everything. Like he spoke light and it was, suppose God was like, ah, you know, I need to fix this over here, but I can't see. Let that be light. Right? The amazing thing is because he's so powerful, it was, it, light couldn't just stop in that moment. It had to continue even as we speak right now. Amen. Yes. Right? Amen. So, so this is the thing. That super that was in God affects everything. Even the things that, that were off to the side, ancillary, just hovering around. Like, Everything got affected, right? Just by that power. So he poured this into the earth realm from the beginning. Then, now, the God said something, and then he did something. So so go over to Genesis 2, right? Now, we told you about that breath, right? Verse 7. It says, and the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground, and then, you know, extra specially, It says, and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. A man became a living soul. We just finished talking about when God starts to speak, everything around God has to to come alive. Right? And he breathed that power inside of us. And it says we became a living soul. If you study our living soul, it's a speaking spirit. That means we had the power to speak. And move things around us. That's why the Bible says you stand by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? You know, Proverbs 6.2 and Proverbs 18.21, right? And some people are right, life and death in the power of this, or and the other. Look at our lives. Uh, I always tell my story when I was coming up in, in Newark. You know, I used to say everybody has good luck. I, I know we Christians, we don't believe in luck, but I wasn't really living for God. So I was just going with what they said. So I said, everybody has good luck. And every once in a while I have bad, but that's not my life. My life is all bad luck, and every once in a while I have good. Guess how my life was? All bad luck and every once in a while good. Something I was looking forward to something, and I would get in my mind that's probably not going to happen. You know, something's going to mess it up, and guess what? Something was mess it up. And then I would go, what? See, I told you, I did what? I told I spoke it out of my mouth. And see, since I, I didn't know the principle, but I was being snared by the words of my mouth. Yes, things were going bad because I was speaking them. Then I actually uh, became a Christian, got into the word, and I heard this man of God uh, just uh, sharing Proverbs 6, 2, life and death is in the power of the tongue. and, and you're, uh, No, Proverbs 62, you're snared, held captive by the words of your mouth, right? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Talked about like, like what we say. You know, Skip says you can have what you say if you don't doubt in your heart in Mark 11. All right? So I said, man, let me see. Because this is, growing up in Newark, my, my attitude was I didn't just like disbelieve things. I proved things. And so I said, well, let me see if this works. I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to change what I say independent of what I see. Because up to that point, I would say what I saw or what I have seen. I would never say something that has not happened before because I didn't believe in the unseen. Right? So I started to speak what I desired, not what I saw. Because what I saw is already manifested. It doesn't need my words. Right? So I started to to call things that are not as though they were. Romans uh, 4.17. And stuff started to change. I was like, wait a minute. This might work. You know, I read Mark chapter 11, it says, you know, uh, uh, you can have whatsoever you say if you, if you shall not doubt in your heart, but believe the things which you say shall come to pass. You can have whatsoever you say. I was like, okay. You know, had a little like, like jersey on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. You know, but my will see was I'm going to at least try it. So when I deny it, I've tried it and it didn't work. So I'm not just denying it because I'm afraid to try something, right? So I tried it; it started working. I was like, okay, so I can't like, I can't run. I'm gonna have to embrace this stuff, right? And that's that's the thing. Um, God designed us a certain way. So He poured it in the earth realm. He put us in the garden. He set us up to have power and authority to to what we what we what's not there. It's already in the earth realm. We just have to speak it into existence because in the beginning, God created heaven and earth at the same time. Now, earth is where we live so we can see things. Heaven is where things are stored. We can't see them, but they are real. We notice by Hebrews 11, it says everything that is visible was made by the things that were invisible, Right? right? Right before he says, have faith in God, right? So we know that. Right, and then uh, Ephesians 1 3 says, We have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So God created heaven and earth at the same time, and then that's Genesis 1 1, Genesis 2 1. It said, God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the host of them. So God's original plan was for us to live a heaven and earth life, not just the earth life, right? But then after sin, it, we lost sight of the heaven realm, right? So God's ever since has been having us, even as, even as kids, pray the Lord's Prayer for it to be on earth, what? As it is in heaven, right? To, to, to rejoin or reconnect uh, our, our invisible life with our visible life. Because everything that's seen was made by the invisible, right? Now this, here we go. One of these preachers spooky, but come on, we do this all the time here, and everybody has not been here, um, so that's why I repeat some of the examples. If you plant an orange seed to get an orange tree, and we've asked a question, where does the tree come from? And you know, I was I ministered to youth, you know, maybe 20 or so years ago, and you know, one of the young ladies, I'm gonna say her name just to keep getting on her, her landers, uh Revish, uh, so she, so she brought up. She was like, uh, uh, "The tree, the the tree came from the seed." I said, "Cool, no problem." So we cut the seed open, and the tree popped out. Right? Never happened, right? So we know the tree didn't come from the inside of the seed. Then some other brilliant person says, "I know it came from the ground. Cool. We don't need to put the seed in the ground. Just keep digging until you find a orange tree under that soil." It's not even. it's, it's, it's It's not going to happen. No, we're doing something earthly, buried in the ground, in the invisible. We may water and do stuff like that. We go away and it places a demand on the heaven realm to manifest that tree. Babies come from there too. You know that, right? Because if that's the case, you wouldn't need no seed or nothing. You just keep digging inside that stomach until you find that that, that 17-pound baby, right? Uh, messing all the women, see all the women reacted. Man, are you out your mind? Ain't nobody carrying around no 17, <laughs> baby. My mom said I was trouble carrying around 10. You know what I'm saying. But but my my point is, all like we we are operating in this, in this stuff all the time. Seed time and harvest and things like that. You if you ever planted anything, we operate. In doing something natural, uh, believing for something supernatural. So that, that was the original plan. Now, sin short, short circuits our processor, and all we see is what we can touch and feel. I, we're like and Thomas. I believe it when I see it. Well, Jesus told him, blessed is the person that believes and has not seen, right? All right. So now, so God poured this into the earth realm. This was his original plan. And he gave dominion to us, right? Started with who? Adam, right? And so, and and so, them to keep dominion, the they had to operate in obedience, so they could draw authority. So he, so he put them in the garden. He says, "Okay, y'all can have everything, just don't touch this." With, well, I'm sorry, uh, don't eat of it. Y'all don't want to do the the even Satan move, you know, <laughs> right? He says, "Just don't eat of it." So, but he was, he was not, he was, he was, he was teaching them obedience so they can draw authority. So the more you, we go with this in spiritual authority, the more you learn to well, learn. The more you find pockets to submit to authority, you draw authority, right? But the thing is, obedience draws authority. Pastor Mel talked about that in her song. Yes, right? She says that the one thing we need to do is obedience. That draws authority. So rebellion does what? Repels it. Repels it. We lose power when we operate in rebellion. And, we, and I heard Z talking about it in her teaching, right? It's subtle. It's not just the obvious... You know, I'm not going to church. I'm not praying. I'm out there wilding out. Some of us have stopped that in our life. Some of us. Some of us haven't, right? So, so, but, but think about it. How many things we know God has told us to do? Don't, don't, don't try to like punk the back the preacher down, right? With, listen, you know, I just don't think it. Gonna... Stop. Let's stop. So, let's stop the noise. Stop all the noise, like Pastor Mel did when she was up here singing. Let's be quiet, and in your quietness, which you run from every day and try to keep everything busy, what have God told you when you ain't did? Just you. Before I get to the scripture of what God's telling you, what has God told you? What are you running around with with the weight of guilt knowing that you didn't do what God told you to do? Right? You know that's rebellion, right? Just because you ignore it doesn't change it from being rebellious. Right? Y'all gotta be at my vantage point sometimes, Like, right? Why you bring that up? I, I, I did a good job of dismissing it. All right, so, 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 <laughs> you know, you can just go and remind me, I ain't come to church for that. Soothe me, inspire me. All right, so, so, so we're gonna walk through this because, you know, and I gotta be detailed. So you, so, so supernatural power or superpower is real. It's not something that's a spooky to you, right? And so we said that God poured into the earth, and I gave you the case for that, right? When He gave dominion to Adam, but because of rebellion, Adam gave over that power and authority to Satan, right? So he gave it to he gave it to Adam, and Satan stole it, right? And Genesis three one through six, when you have time, you can read through. You know how He tricked Eve, and He had them to do opposite of what God said. Now this is the thing. Uh, if you, who you obey, you're a servant to. Right. So we may go, well, I'm not obeying God and I'm not obeying Satan. No, if you're not obeying God, you're obeying Satan. <laughs> there, you ain't, the, ain't no middle ground here, y'all. Right? And so, so, so the, the, t- the interesting thing is who you obey, right? You draw from who you serve, right? Who you submit to, you draw from. So if God asks you to do something and Satan gets you to do something else, who who are you loyal to, right? Just, just, just stay with me. Don't, 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 don't let the conviction um, cloud you from getting some insight, okay? All right. Conviction is good. Just don't be condemned like we're trying to figure stuff out, right? We're setting targets, right? You know, we may want to walk on water in these superpowers today, but we might have to set a target. We may have to take... You know, the next best step and the next step, right? All right, so, so Satan stole this by getting them to obey him. They, would, they were rolling. They had everything they needed. Just getting them to slightly obey him, right? And then he became the liturgy God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, who the God of this world has blinded the minds of men through unbelief. Soon as we don't believe, we go blind. But we don't realize we're blind. Excerpt from the book, you know. (laughs) There's a whole chapter in there on this, right? But like, so what book? It's not out yet. (laughs) So, so we we go blind and 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 we're following the wrong authority blindly. And the more he gets us not to believe, the more we follow little g. Now, when we start making anything God besides us, now we're taking on that image. Now, remember, we were an image of God, right? And so, so, so this is the thing. The, the image we take on is what we spread out, right? We smear out over everything we do. So, so when we were made in God's image and after God's likeness, because we were made that way, everything that comes out of us would be spread over the earth realm, and God can establish his kingdom, Right? Now, once we are disobey, we're now serving who? Satan. And now we're taking on his image and his likeness because we're doing the things he would do. Remember, he, he got kicked out for rebellion. So when we rebel, we're harmonizing with him. When we're obedient, we're harmonizing with God. Make sense? I'm in step with God. You know, like, 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 like you know, some of us have children and stuff like that. So in... in um, when you tell your child something, are you trying to abuse your child? No. Uh-uh. Like, I mean, if, like, you know, you, y'all talked about the 17 pound, pound, baby, but eight, six, 10, whatever you birthed in the child. So when the child come out, I can't wait till this child come out. Boy, I'm a, Ooh, I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm a rock this child world. Is that what we doing? Uh-huh. No, there's such adoration. There's tears. There's, you don't want nobody to kiss the baby can't nobody come to the house because you think their stink going to get on the baby. Whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're the only one that could get the stink, you know, changing diapers and stuff, right? But what I'm saying is, everything you communicate, right or wrong, is for what? To benefit that child. Right? And if they're obedient, they don't have to go through your, the mistakes you've made, the pain, and hurt themselves. So some of them learn by precept or example. Is that, we, we good, right? What do you think God is doing? Do you think anything in his word is to hurt us? He made us. It's to his benefit that we talked about this. Can't get no satisfaction on Wednesday. How the whole setup was for us to be blessed. And and from that point, every level of rebellion, he's trying to figure out another way to get it back to us. Because, you know, we can't navigate this earth's ground if we're not filled up. That's what he's been trying to do. You got to check out Wednesday's message. because I'm not going to get into that right now. All right. So now we're Satan stole this dominion. But see, same thing with God. Man, he done stole the power. He done stole the authority. He done stole my opportunity to bless them. I'm not going to stand. Some, okay. So we talked about, I am going to bring in something from Wednesday. We talked about this Wednesday. So you give your child, you busy, right? So you really ain't got time to fix lunch, right? Child got to go to school, right? And you don't want your baby hungry. You're like, Pastor Mel, like, if we're here any time, late any time, she'd be like, babe, could we get something to eat? You know, we used to do the Bible study at the house, you know, when it got to, what, like, round nine, she'd be looking over at me going, you know, we got to feed the people, right, right? So, so she's been knowing this from the beginning. You, you were there from the beginning of the church. That's why everybody eat around here. I did rehearsals. Y'all probably eating at rehearsals, meetings, because Pastor Mel is going to make sure people eat. Right? Well, that's in her nature, just like it's in our parents. You, you want your baby to eat, right? Right? Yes. You want your baby well taken care of. So, you send your, so so you give your child lunch money to go to school. They come home hungry. Didn't you eat? No ma'am. No ma'am. Oh, why didn't eat?) Hassan, you know, Hassan took, took my lunch. What? Hassan did what? Oh, we about to go to the school. Hassan, listen, my hard-earned money that I gave my baby because I wanted my baby to eat. Hassan just going to take my money? Like you forgot as a kid, you know what I'm saying? You just like, <laughs> like you think about punching Hassan in the face, grown person, right? Because they took your baby's money, right? How you think I feel? He set it up for you to have everything you need and Satan just come take your stuff. How do you think I feel about that? Now, if you're a good parent, you got to figure out a way to get the stuff back without beating up Hassan. You can't just be beating up Hassan. you're going to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Kid ain't going to eat no more. Right? So, so God says, okay, I got to get it back. And so he sent his son to get it back. He said, he said, okay, so, so what is it going to cost, right? And see, I, remember I told you the story of the caged birds, how a guy was, uh, he, he got these birds, and he, would, uh, and he would open the cage, and every time they would come to the door, he would stick them and poke them, right, and cut them. And so this, this guy sees them. He like, whoa, whoa, man. And he says, what you about to do with those birds? He says, man, I'm going to take them on the hill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep torturing them, and then I'm going to kill them. He said, oh, no, no, no. He said, man, I'll buy those birds from you, man. He says, says, it's going to cost you. He says, well, what's it going to cost? He says, it's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you everything. So he bought the birds. He bought the birds, and he took the birds, and he opened the cage for them to be free. But they wouldn't leave because they were what? They were used to, every time they got to that door, they would get stuck. And so... It, it, it's a parallel story. I, I heard it with a song by Mississippi Mass Choir some years ago. But it's, a, it's parallel to Christ seeing Satan opening the door. And every time we got close, poking us and progging us and just, just sticking us, torturing us. And then Christ said, whoa, 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 what you going to do with them? He says, he says I'm going to torture them a little while longer and I'm going to kill them. He said, oh, no, no, no. He says, he said, I got let me buy him." He says, it's going to cost you. He says, what is it going to cost me? It's going to cost you your life. So Christ gives us life, frees us up, but we're still in the cages. You know, Galatians 8 says, why would you go back to the weak and beggarly elements where you desire to be in bondage when I freed you? And so, so why did he pay the price? He paid the price to get us back up, our superpower. Like, 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 we're walking around like we're powerless, like Satan had more power than us. You know, in the, in the last days, is this the guy that was shaking up kingdoms? And, like, how is this possible? D- didn't y'all look behind the curtain and see that wizard wasn't, and not had no power? Right? Th- th- that's what he's saying. And so, let's go to Philippians 2, because Christ was sent to get us back our power, Right? Now we said something. We said that when you operate in rebellion, you lose power, right? And we said, how do you gain power? Operating in obedience, right? And so his his job was to trick them into to operating in rebellion. Does that make sense? All right. So Philippians two, we're gonna start here at verse five, right? It says, let this mind be in you, which was also what? In Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, right? It says, uh, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, right? Right? It says, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. See, see, his whole thing was, I'm going to give up all my authority and power so you can get authority and power. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 8, 7, it says, he became poor that we might be rich. He became without so we might be with. Right? Trying to get us back to have that power. So obedience is our key to power. Obedience is our key to power, right? Right. So, so we were talking about. Uh, I think this was Wednesday. We were talking about how. No, this might have be been class. But we were talking about how you know the whole thing about authority is without authority, every demon and every spirit can just take over your life. Debt, distress, lust, fear. You you, you ever try to just walk by faith in fear and fear? Be like, what you doing? Oh, no, no, we won't have no peace today. You know, I, mean, just, I mean, just imagine you, you, you getting the word, you realize, you believing for things, you've crossed certain huddles, right? And then, you know, fear just come, knock the door, knocking at your door, you open the door, fear just walk in, yo. So, like, what I was thinking about doing is move this couch over here, put this chair over here, and then, you know what, matter of fact, I don't like these pictures. I'm taking these pictures. And you looking like, excuse me? And fear goes, sit down and shut up. I got this. This is my house, right? Like, 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 my wife is like, ooh. And But think about somebody just coming to your door, walking in your house, how you don't work to arrange it, how you don't put things. And, you know, so, you know, in, in y'all family room, living room, it, your house is so sweet. I don't even know what it is. So you might have another name for the room, but you got your big screen TV. And so you get home. Uh, you know, it's, it's a Saturday college football, so either you you, you either watching uh, Alabama or LSU. I don't know how y'all world it. You know what I'm saying? Probably more Alabama, right? And then somebody just ring your doorbell, walk in your house, and change the game to Auburn. <laughs> Look at Terrence's face like, oh no, he got me twisted, but that's what I'm saying. You just change it. And then you're like, yo, man, I'm watching Alabama. No, we're watching Auburn right now. Just sit down and shut up. When you have no authority, nah, I did it like that. I could hit some other things. I'm trying to be nice, right? He's just coming in and taking over your house like that. Yeah. And so God is saying, I need you to get back authority. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my son, let him pay the price for you to have authority. Now, all you got to do is attach your faith to him, his death, burial, and resurrection, and you get to... Die from being powerless to rise into being powerful. That's good. That's good. Right, Amen. but you must be born again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So our so our power is on the other side of our obedience. Right. So when so when we are casual. with, I could be obedient. I'm going to be, I know no, I need to do that. You know, God's still working on me. Otherwise interpreted, I'm going to get run over by the Satan. And, and Satan's going to maximize his moments because he has a short time. So your delay is not going to be, it's not like you're going to stay in the same state of craziness that you're in. No, every moment is going to magnify it even more. Right? So, so that's why the Bible, says the, the Bible says having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Second Corinthians 10, 6, right? Yes. So, so the, having readiness, Benicia, that's like I'm looking for if it's something that I might not have seen that I wasn't operating in obedience in, and once I recognize it, I'm jumping on that, that's right. right? Oh, is, is this been a delay? Oh, no, no, we're gonna, we, we jumping on that. We, we re, we're going to repent from the disobedience and jump in obedience right away. Oh, no, we ain't playing around with this. I don't care how bad I look. I can't look any worse than I look in this stupor of stuff I'm going through. So, so everybody could talk about me. You could, and, and that was my philosophy. Like, talk about me. Listen, they was talking about I did some dumb stuff when I was in the world. So people was already talking about me. So I was like, well, I, I was willing to be embarrassed for Satan. Humiliated. I'm going to come to the kingdom and worry about what people think. Please. <laughs> Please talk about me. Call me whatever you want. Call me Bible boy, super Jesus. You can call me whatever you want. But why are you calling me this? I'm fulfilled. So, so keep calling me. Like I see signs and wonders. I've seen people healed. I've seen people come out of comas. Right? Amen. Healed. Stage four, stage two cancer. Keep, uh, yeah, keep talking to me about uh, I'm tripping. I've seen power manifest. Are you kidding me? I've seen masses come out of people just through prayer. Are you, man, please, limbs healed, and you're going to tell me I've seen supernatural resources manifest when it wasn't supposed to be? So, so hey, hey, pick a name. You can call me whatever you want to call me, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> And while you're at it, you, want, you might want to call me a blast. <laughs> while you're you calling, you might want to dial that number too. <laughs> right? Uh, here he go. He, I don't ever even talk like that. But what I'm, but I'm saying, I, 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 I said that this way because of what God is doing. Not, man, come on. I, I know I ain't doing nothing. I just get the benefits of it. Right? Amen. All right. So our power is on the other side of our obedience. Now, so Jesus got this power back, and this is what he did. Look, let's Matthew 28. Let's go to Matthew 28. And these scriptures, like you know, but they're all intentional. They're letting you know what you have access to and how it was appropriated so nobody can't get you off of this in your mind, right? So Matthew 28, verse 18. So he received this power through obedience, not convenience. Jesus received this power through obedience, not convenience. And then uh, uh, verse 18, it says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, look, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Then he says, because of this, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name and the honor in the authority of the father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He says, teach them to obey and operate in obedience too. And because I have all power, I can disperse it once you connect through it by submitting to what I've done, right? Like, like, like let's, let's take it, let's, what's that song, Taking It Back? Yeah. Like, let's take it back, taking it back. <laughs> Taking it, taking it, <laughs> right, right. So, 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 <laughs> so, so Jesus uh, gained this power through obedience, and and and, and I think about like uh, what is it Matthew three seventeen. So, so look at the process. He was humble. He submitted. He started. He was building tables and carpentry and stuff like that. Just operating like we do every day. Right, just being obedient to God, no matter what. Not trying to go. You know, I'm the Messiah, right? He spent 30 years talking about. You know, you know, you know, you know, I'm about to save the world, right? He didn't do all that. He just behind the scenes until it was his time to be seen, right? Gained no reputation for himself. That's what the scripture said, right? It wasn't about his rep. We spent all our time in rep and not all our time in decreasing so he can increase, right? All right. So Matthew 3:17. It said this. Well, let's go to Matthew 317, and I'll walk you through Jesus' access to this power that he said he had all power. All right, so after he, you know, just lived his life and just uh, was just submissive unto his parents and things like that and fixing porches and what have you. Verse 17, this is after John is baptized in the wilderness. He, he shows up in, to get baptized. And well, I'll hit verse 16. It says in Jesus, I said Matthew 3, right? Okay, all right, verse 16. It says in Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, look, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Right? There's some power showing up, y'all. It says, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, speaking out in the atmosphere, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. Right? Y'all see that? All right, let's go to Luke. We could have went to Matthew 4, but I want to read the Luke 4 version. We we talk about this version in Bible study fellowship, right? All right, this is the same account that's in Matthew 4 of Jesus being tempted. So after this, this the spirit's on him. We can tell what was happening when the spirit was on him through this verse right here, verse one, Luke four one. It says, "And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost." So when the Holy Ghost came on him, he filled him up. Full of Ghosts returned from Jordan and was led by the same Spirit into the wilderness. So right after he paid his dues. Right after God endorsed him as this, my son, well, please. Right after the endorsement, he goes to the wilderness. Right? Because once you endorse it, once you have power, you get to use it. Not you, oh, I can't believe I'm in the wilderness. Man, come on, man. I went through all this stuff. He wasn't doing that. He was like, whoa. Yeah, let's see how this stuff works now. You know what I'm saying? Now he gets to use the power. He's tested to see all right, are you going to be moved? or you going to, I already told you who you are, right? Does that make sense? Amen. All right, so now he's powerful at this point. He's full of power, right? Didn't it say? Full of the Holy Ghost. He's full of power. And so he goes through the test, you know, turn his, turn his bread into stone, and he, it is written, it is written. He kept responding with the word, right? So, so now he's going to the ultimate test before he's about to go into doing some supernatural, the operating in some super, right? Right. Just 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 I just want to show, I want you to see what you're capable of. Like it's like somebody giving you superpowers, but before they put you out there, you know, uh, y'all saw the movie Superman, you know, he's out there seeing how far he could throw, you know, how far he could jump. You know, just kind of seeing, hey, you know, you know, you know, you just use his x-ray vision and burn up something, you know what I'm saying? You know, just kinda because if you don't know what you have, you can burn up somebody. Right? Right? If you don't know what you have, you could be listening to everything. Remember when he was in class? I know it's Superman. Everybody might not have seen it. But he was in class, and he was hearing what everybody was thinking because he had super hearing too. And he went in the closet. It was just overwhelming because he, he was hearing stuff about him, the stuff about Sally, stuff about Pete. And he, he, I, I just, it's just too many voices. I can't take it because he hadn't learned how to handle it yet. Right. See, that's what the wilderness is for, to teach you how to handle this power you're going to be using. Right? You see what I'm saying? That's, that's all it was. It was, just, it was. it was a time. It was a time when he was unassuming. There was a time when he had power. There's a time for him to learn how to use the power. Then is a the time when the power is going to be on display. Right? All right. So he comes in full. He passes the test. And we drop down here to verse 14. It says, and Jesus returned in the power. Right? Of the spirit. Now he was full of the spirit verse 1. After he goes through the test, it says he returned in the power. So he was full of power. He came out inside or baptized inside the power. See, the power was in him. Right? But then by the time he came out, he was inside the power. He was submerged with it, right? And then that's when he starts. That's how he got to Matthew 28, 18, where he says, all power is given to, to him. So, that's power overflow, power to disperse. I have so much power. If you, by faith, touch me, it's so, I'm, 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 my cup's running over, like David said. You just touch me, that power's coming out of me. If you ever spent time in God's presence, Right? Like, really, I'm, I'm not talking, not bringing all your noise with you. I'm talking about really spend time with God. Shut out, you know, fast week. If you ever really fasted, I'm not, you know, because some people fast at their convenience, right? You'll start to experience a presence and a power of God. And you'll start to see things around you changing, just coming in your presence. You, people will walk up to you and go, I don't know, for some reason, I feel so much peace. I, I just don't know what it is. You know what? My hips was hurting. They ain't hurting no more. Man, what's going on in here? You know how sometimes you've been in the sanctuary and a person come up and tell, tell you, why? well, this was bothering me when I got here today, but it went away. I don't know what happened to it. Right? You know why? Because of overflow. See, see, we go into our head when there's a problem. But if we were filled with power, it would place a demand on the power coming out of us. This would be an opportunity to use power, right? So when we are rebellious, we're cheating ourselves from operating in this power that will change folk around you. There's people that decided to commit to this thing and their children was having nightmares. So the first thing they did was, my children have nightmares, so we anointed a, a, a handkerchief and told them to put it in the child's pillow. That was the first thing. Right? So the child stopped having nightmares. But they would have flare-ups. But when the when the when the parents started to not just take a dip, you know, you know, you know, you know, not a dip, when they jumped in, right? Something started happening in the house. Kids are seeing dreams and having visions. So when we decide I'll get to that, we're saying I'm going to get to what it's going to take to affect all the lives that I say I love. Brown, brown. Right? It ain't just affecting us. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Y- y'all with me? Right. right, okay, all right. So we're trying, to, we're trying to walk us up. So, so, so that's power overflow. So this trinity within us, right, is our superpower. The Trinity within us is our superpower, right? Remember, baptizing them, Baptize, submerge them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In the authority and the honor of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Submerge them in that power, right? Let's go here to Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Just setting a table for us to access our superpower. You know, a lot of times we go into, we try to use our hands or our head, right? We think, we 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 think if we worry enough, it's gonna change some things. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Hey, look, look, we family, right? Transparent, vulnerable. People watching online. We family, right? We good people. The person just said yes. Thank you for saying that, right? All right. So let's, let's we're gonna be honest here. There's things that happen that that have happened and are ha- are happening in our lives, right? Some of them we can control. Some of them we can't. Right? Well, what do we? What did I teach yesterday? Uh, no, this is. Uh, I had a busy day yesterday. After class, uh, how to see through what? How to see through trouble. That's it. Right? How to see through trouble. Uh, coming to a church near you soon. You know, it's, I did it for God talk, but eventually we'll talk about it. But but but. So you got all these things happening. So let me ask you something. N- not to put you down, but just, just for we, for understanding when craziness happens, are you tempted to worry? How many of you worry? Right. Right. I mean, you know, for the, for the, for the, for the super anointed people, sometimes you're tempted, but, the, but, the, but the, I'm picking, I'm picking with my wife because she said that. Right. But, but, but. But sometimes we are tempted, but some, some of us, it's our default. We do fine as long as no circumstance come up, right? Yeah. All right, so let, let me ask you this so, so we can locate. When a circumstance come up, is your first thought to worship and praise God? Or is your first thought to cry? Worship get upset. Be, I, come on, let's be honest here. Stay with me. Yeah. Don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. Yeah. we trying to get out. We're trying, we're trying to help. What's not exposed can't be helped, right? Now, now, so we had a couple of people put their hand up to say cry. I Sir you said to worship and pray, right? Right. But there's a lot more people that's crying and worrying, right? But I notice your hands don't go up like when we talk about the blessed things. We ain't jumping them hands up. All right. Now let me ask you this. When you've cried and worried, has that changed it? Now, let, let me ask you. Hold on. Work with me. Let, me. let me, work with me. Like, like, think about this for a second. Imagine this. A circumstance come up and our philosophy, because let's say crying and worrying was the, how to help, right? Our philosophy is, man, I can't wait for another circumstance so I can worry and cry, man. Get out of this thing. Scripture says worry for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Through prayer and supplication, let your request be known unto him, right? Amen. Does that make sense? Right? Are we on the same page? Yeah. So, is there a benefit by magnifying the negative? No, no. not at all. But we do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, stay with me, stay with me, y'all, stay with me, right? Yeah. Right? Okay, Pe- people watching online, is it? Just answer the question, even though you don't think I'm there, I can hear you. <laughs> but I want class participation, everybody here. All right? So, this is the thing like, the, it's no benefit for us to magnify the negative. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why Scripture says be careful, full of care for nothing. Now we're supposed to be full of God for everything. We can't afford to douse our power by taking in worst-case scenarios. That, that's weakening our power. So here we are gifted with this power to do stuff. Remember, you can have whatsoever you say. You shall not doubt in your heart. What causes doubt? What causes us to be double-minded, to be unstable in all our ways? He's blinded the minds of men through. So if he blinds you, you don't even realize you have the power. You don't see who you really are, and you're allowing yourself to get pumped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like Lion King. You're more than you become. Here, he was a king out in the jungle playing around with, with pigs and eating bugs. A king eating bugs. And when a when monkey came to him, he says, you don't know who you are. You're more than you become. See, we got more power. The adversary's job is I can't stop them, but maybe I can blind them. Right. Right. And if I blind them, I can make them think that they're less than they are. So when I, when I present the false evidence to appear real, the circumstance, instead of them placing the demand on the power God gave them, Right, they'll magnify what I'm showing them. You got time for that? We got time to magnify the negative. We got time to respond to the negative with worshiping in our tears. We're worshiping the negative when we do that. We're not going to worship God. In in, in, uh, Second Chronicles twenty twenty, a little audible. You guys online, you're not going to see the scripture, but Jehoshaphat and them, all the kingdoms was coming at him. Right, and Jehoshaphat said, oh, "Okay, <laughs> I know what to do. I can't beat all these kingdoms." He said, "Call a solemn assembly, and we just gonna worship God." They th- that that was the response. This wasn't uh, something happened to my baby. This wasn't uh, uh, the debt collector call. This was these kingdoms was coming to take their lives. His response: You read the Second Chronicles twenty twenty for yourself. Hey, let's worship. They worship. The Bible says God, while they were worshiping, sent ambushments, right. destroyed the kingdom. And they go to war. Some of them probably was like, this kingdom lost his mind. We out here going to them. <laughs> you know, we could have ran. They go, they show up. And when they show up, they had in panic left. But they left everything. They left their Jews and everything. The Bible says it took them three days to gain all the spoils. So they were showing up for a battle and got rich. All because they worshiped first. So the attack wasn't trying to, the, the God didn't allow the attack to destroy them. He allowed the attack so those people would bring stuff to them. And he was figuring they was going to operate in their superpowers, which they did. They worshipped. They placed a demand. See, they worship. They got in harmony with God. Just in case we need some extra power, we're going to offer our hearts to you. You're going to pour into our heart. That's going to increase our power. Right? We're not going to magnify the negative. That's going to dilute our power. It's going to extinguish our power. Right? We're not doing that ever again. That's why the scripture says, be careful for nothing. Don't be full of care for anything or anxious for nothing or worried for nothing, whatever translation you want to do. Philippians 4, 6, right? It says the peace of God, right, which surpasses all understanding, it don't make sense how I can do this in this impossible situation, will guard your heart and your mind, right? It says think on these things. <laughs> what? Are you kidding? It said, don't, hey, don't think on the negative. Think on these things. Things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are honest, right? Right? You, you see what I'm saying? Because if you keep your mind stayed on them, he'll keep you in perfect peace. But Ephesians 3, I, know, I didn't read it. I told you to go there, right? Yeah. So we said we don't want to be full of care, right? Now, we talked about how Matthew 3:17, Jesus was powerful, right? After the Holy Spirit fell on him. Then we said in, in Luke 4, 1 and 14, how he was what? He came out baptized into the power, right? And then uh, Ma- uh, Matthew 28, 18 was when he said, I have all power. And that's when he was in position of power disbursement, right? Overflow of power, right? Yeah. All right, so, and then we said the Trinity is our superpowers, right? Right? right. right? And this, so this is our confirming scripture. Ephesians 3, verse uh, 19. Just for the sake of time, not for the sake of time, but just for the sake of clarity, so we're not pulling this too much out of context. Let's start at verse 14. Now, this is a prayer that I pray for people, and and Paul was praying. It says, for this cause, I bow my knees. That's how we know it's a prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom what? The whole family where? The whole family where? How come he ain't saying earth? Remember, we just went over there in Genesis. God created the heaven and earth, Genesis 2, and God was finished with the heavens and earth and all the host of them who live in both places, right? That was the original plan for heaven and earth to operate together. We already talked about that, right? Now, here's another indication of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, right? It says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. Look, look. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That's power, right? Right? It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Remember, have faith in him paying the price of obedience so we can get our authority back. Right? That ye being rooted and grounded in love. Why? Because love is power, ain't it? God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but what? Of power, love, clear thinking mind. Not a blind mind. Yeah. Right? Second Timothy 1.7, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It says, look, that, it says, it says, I'm sorry, let's go back to 17. Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. Right? Master is what that means. With all saints, what is the breadth, length, depth, and the height. See the whole picture. Yeah. Right? Look, why? And, all this is, and is a conjunction, right? Right. And to know the love of Christ with passive knowledge or passive understanding that you might be what? Filled Filled with all the fullness of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right? That's power, right? Just in case you don't think it's talking about power. Verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, like, it could have just stopped there. exceedingly. Three adjectives. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according what? The to the power that worketh in us. This is right there, right? See, when we receive Christ, we receive Christ, he connects us to God's power. Mm-hmm. That Holy Spirit, right? And, and so so. Christ has been trying to pour this into us for the longest. So, so what it is is we lost the power, right? So God gave the power. Satan took the power. Christ came back, got the power back, right? And he's been trying to get the power back to us ever since. People running from Christ, right? Scripture says if you crucify with Christ, nevertheless, I live, right? Was Galatians 2.20, right? He says, but it's not I live. It's Christ who lives through me. Christ is the anointed one and the anointing. The anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, like, you know, as, as Isaiah 1027, right? Burden removing, yoke destroying. Do you understand if we have no burdens and no yokes in our life, we're unrestricted to navigating the fulfill oh, yeah. purpose and to impact other people's lives to fulfill purpose? Oh, yeah. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. But if you weigh down by all that stuff you're exposing yourself to, you can get stuck. In a, in a, in a, we did the message about five years ago, stuck in time. You can get stuck in time. So you can, you can keep going around, around, around in circles, and things look different for a period of time, and then you keep calling, you keep calling it deja vu. It's not deja vu. You, you're at the same level. Amen. You're going through the same revolutions. You, 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 not, the activity that's not supposed to be around is supposed to be up. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be, that's not my, that's not my opinion. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world right. and just do these little revolutions. Mm-hmm. It says be transformed by the renewing on your mind. Yeah. Right? Yes. To prove what? Yes. What's the good yes. and acceptable, perfect. perfect will of God. Mm-hmm. So that means there's, there, there's things we're doing that's not good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. Right? Because it's only pleasing us, not him. All right? Okay. All right. Good. So we ain't going to be here all day because we can talk about this next week. Right? All right, so, so Christ is trying to get this to us. Let's go to John 1, right? John 1. You with me? Amen. Trying to get your, get access to your superpowers, right? I right, so, 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 you know, you ever watch a movie, you know, sometimes they'll give you the, the, the story of the person's life, but then, then they'll go, uh, it'll say five years ago, and then the next scene it'll be like present time or present day, right? But then it might go, keep going back, you know, to what was going on, you know, how they got to this point. The person, you know, in the movie, they'll be walking around, they start thinking, and then they'll think about something that took place that led them to make these choices and decisions. Well, the Bible operates that way, and this message is going to operate that way. So, we, we kind of talked about the history. Then we came up and we talked about what Christ is doing, right? But then, then let's, let's just, we, we, we're going to switch scenes, right? Let's just go to John 1. John 1. Look at this. Uh, Well, we're going to focus on 12, but I'm going to, we'll start with, I can read the whole thing. But let's just start with 10, right? It says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not, couldn't even recognize, right? It says he came unto his own and his own received him not, right? So, so, So he's showing up to give them power. And people are not receiving the power, right? I'm good, I'm good. You know how we do. I'm good, I'm good. Look, look, verse 12. But as many as received him, because some did, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. See, 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 when we uh, confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe God raised him from the dead, the Bible says we shall be saved. The word saved is sozo, is salvation. It's not just deliverance. It's wholeness. It's the same word for healing. So it's health. Is wealth. It's clear thinking mind. So we just reduce salvation to fire insurance. That's it. And that's why people accept Jesus and neglect their salvation, as Hebrew says, by not understanding it's bigger than just you get to go to heaven. It's you get to display God's power in this kingdom to draw other people into the kingdom so they get to go to heaven too. Amen. Amen. I don't just come to the altar, accept Jesus, and then wait around to the earth getting destroyed. That listen, I listen, I, I know we are in a church, but growing up in Newark, I didn't go to church. So I, I I didn't grow up with a church family or none of that. And so I just looked at things realistically. And I, I remember sitting on my porch. I'll never get it. Uh, 139 Goldsmith Avenue at 17s like, "So this is it. You birthed us here for this. It didn't make sense. Because I was thinking, if he God, like you would think he got a better plan than this. Now, of course, I wasn't going to church, so I couldn't get the, the script. We getting the plan, right? And, and, and then, I, then it, it just... Okay, so, and, and, and I'll always hear, you know, like for years, I just shared this at uh, class yesterday. Like I will always hear, man, it's the last times. It's the end times, man. Hey, you get yourself together. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. Do you know he is? Because a day is like a thousand years. But do you understand, like I'm 60. Do you know majority of my life Jesus has been coming back soon? I'm not saying that for you to think you got more time. I'm saying that to say. You know, because that's some people like, oh well, good. Well, yeah. since, you know, that's cool. I can just chill a little longer then since it ain't coming right away. Thanks, Pastor. That's not what I'm saying. Because you know, we're closer to the end time. Now I taught on signs of the time, so I can break it down how it's closer than it was before. But my, the reason why I'm making a statement, <laughs> the reason why I'm making a statement is because we almost think I got saved to wait. On the end time. Not I got saved to maximize. Each and every time that I have. Mm-hmm. Scripture says redeem the time. That's right. right? Before that it says walk circumspectly. Yeah. Right. So it says be intentional. In Ephesians 5.15. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5.16 says. It says redeem the time. Or maximize your moments. Right? right? Well how do I maximize my moments? The power God has afforded me. In the abundant life that he gave me, doing exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think, I'm actually, it's been freely given to me, I'm freely giving it away. So I'm trying to gather as many more people to be a part of the kingdom to display God's power, to draw other people into the kingdom so they can display God's power so we save lives. I can't believe this is happening out here. What kind of God would let this happen? Excuse me. Who did he give? Power and the dominion and authority? Us. We let our son lease our house. We would come visit. I'm saying this when you see this. We would come visit. We couldn't come to the house. Well, no, we probably didn't fix the house up like we wanted to, so we'll meet at the restaurant. (laughs) I had a key, though. You know, but I I, I was like, hey, it's their house. You know, they have authority, right? So we didn't go to the house. When we finally did go to the house, never mind, I'll be nice. I'll be nice, son. Right? Right. But what I'm saying is, is God gave us authority. That's why the Bible says all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Not people just talking about Christ. Not people acknowledging Christ. Mm -hmm. But people actually displaying that Christ, the anointing one and the anointing, all through them. Mm -hmm. Not just people that are knowledgeable about scripture. Mm -hmm. But you see them as if they are the scripture. Mm -hmm. So they're not just talking about, man, he speaks as one with authority. They don't even say that. They're going... Man, you you speak who are you? Mm-hmm. You speaking with some power. Like your words shook my being. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do what I was doing before because of what came out of your mouth. Not the old, well, I don't want to judge you. Mm-hmm. I don't want man, stop with that mess. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please, just stop, please. Please, Stephen, you know, just stop even saying that. There's just that's just that's, that's, all right, that, that wasn't in the scripture. That was just my little pet peeve. I slipped out of my bag. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the scripture. Let's just read the scripture. All right, so he says, as many as received them, gave them power to be, uh, become sons of God. Now, oh, oh, as many as received them is a process of us getting this power, but it's not the only thing. So as many as received them, gave you power, that's salvation. You receive them, I'm giving you power to become sons of God, to be born again. Because the scripture says you must be born again, right? Yes. Right? Right? Amen. And there are three more chapters over. He says, you know, he says, you must be born again, right? Yeah. Right? So, so he gave power. So, so, so for you to be born again, now again, I can't, I can't give the detail of every class. Sometimes you have to go back. It's on video. So go look at the new birth class. And in, in the new birth class, all of this is described. Yeah. When you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes in. Regenerate your Titus three, regenerates makes alive your dead spirit because of sin, That's right? right? Yes. And you're born again. You 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 experience the new birth. Why is it a new birth? Because he said you must be born again. When Nicodemus asked what that meant, he says, "Wait a minute. Do I go back in my mother's womb?" Nicodemus was talking about our natural birth. Right. Jesus said, "Oh no." He says he says. To be born again, you must be born of the water, natural birth, mm-hmm. and of submerged in the spirit, supernatural birth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, said, he said, because if you're just born on earth, you can't see or enter into the kingdom of God. Right. Because it doesn't, like, you're going to have to have those scales ripped off of you. Right. But right now you're conformed to the world, but you must be born again. That's why all this stuff, I, I was born this way. People aren't lying. They were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. So whatever somebody's saying they was born to do, your response would be, yeah, but you must be born again. See, see, don't even come to me with all that nonsense because I'm not conformed to this world. You must be born again. Yeah, I was born this way. Okay, that's nice. You must be born again. I can't, I can't let go of the porn. Oh, you must be born again. I can't let go all this sexuality that I play off of. You must be born again. I can't plan off, I, I, I just can't stop lying. You must be born again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my answer for everything. Amen. You must be born again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just keep spending money. I, I just can't stop. You must be born again, okay? Right Now, we clear that up. That's your answer, right? You trying to figure out what the answer? You must be born again. Right, so now he tells us we must be born again, and that's the indwelling. So, so, so John 4.14 says, that, that indwelling of the spirit is like a well in you, right? It's like a well of water in you, right? A well, you got to go and draw out. So that indwelling is, 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 is at the new birth where you're indwelled with the spirit. But we just don't want the spirit dwelling in us. We want to be filled up with the spirit, right? So then uh, let's, let's look here at Luke 24. All right, so I'm going to try to do this in a quick period of time, just so you can have at least a the foundation, then I'll get deeper into it next week, okay? Because i got to close out here in a second. All right, so Luke 24, 49. This is, this is when he was, uh, you know, I'm about to go. He says, and behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye in Jerusalem, right? Now, the word tarry means to wait in Jerusalem. So, I don't know what's, what's on me today that I'm getting a little, little antsy. Could we stop tarrying for, like, the spirit and stuff like that? That's not what it's saying. It's saying wait in Jerusalem in that moment. That's not a principle of being filled with the spirit. Right? It says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you shall be, look, look, endued with power from on high. So this is him starting this process to go, now that I have this power, this is my steps for you to, to, to have this power. Then let's go over here to Acts, Acts chapter 1. So this is the next stage. Told me Tarot in Jerusalem, right? Next, next stage um, is Acts eight. It says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Z was talking about that this morning, in her discipleship class, right? Just uh, a witnessing, right? But see, when you have power, you're a better witness. How can I prove it? Jesus at that well, when he was talking to the young lady about the indwelling, the, the spirit in the well, he, he, hey, he, he told her, where's your husband? She says, what husband? He says, well, with well, the guy you're with not your husband, and the last five guys you've been with wasn't your husband. Well, that's what we call uh, a word of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. We, the word of knowledge is talking about the, the either what's going on now or the past. Word of wisdom is when you speak the future, but that's a gift of the Spirit too, First Corinthians 12. Mm-hmm. That's, that's administered by the Holy Spirit. That's a power. That's a superpower mm-hmm. when you start to like some of y'all have it, but, you, but like we talked about Superman, you don't even know what you have. So you, be, you you're sitting around people and you can tell them their whole story. Or, you, or somebody comes around you and you feel the evil. That's a discerning of spirits. That's a power gift. Or sometimes you've been in situations where you have faith nobody has to pray for healing or to do stuff. That's a, that's a gift of faith. Or the gift of working of miracles. All those, First Corinthians 12, you can read them for yourself as nine gifts. Right. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That, that's so, so Jesus operated in this power that he talked about to help them to draw other people into the kingdom. Acts one eight. Right. And then, but Jesus said, look, look he said, uh, hey, John seven. And then, um, I'm going to close out with Joel two twenty All right. And then, then we'll be done. But I didn't want to kind of leave you hanging on half, half of the information. So, John 7, 37. All right. Look at this. John 7, 37. It says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, remember, have faith in him, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So that's not an indwelling, right? That's an infilling. And it's just flow. Okay, but just in case we think he's talking about something, he's just talking about an actual river. The next verse says, but this he spake of the spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about that power, that spirit in him, right? That's the infilling. And then we know in Acts chapter two, it says when uh, the Holy, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit fell on them like tongues of fire and they spake with unknown tongues. So the people from foreign lands was like, how are they glorifying God in my language? They ain't from my language because the Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language. It was superpowers in operation with super language being communicated because that sound changes things. Many people gave their life that day because of the power that was taking place. And then when they questioned Peter, he said, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, Why are y'all you saying we drunk? Because you can't see the supernatural taking place. This, we ain't drunk as you, you suppose. This was spoken by the prophet Job 2.28. I told you we was going to get to that. He says God was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Right. He, says, uh, he says the old men shall dream dreams and the young men shall see, vision. see visions. Right? Supernaturally see things nobody's seeing. Speak things that nobody spoke. Right? right? It's supernatural operating, right? And, and so, so, so this, this is that outpouring that took place. And so when God gets us, as we were talking about the other week, if he gets us all in agreement, uh, I'll just, that's next week, but uh, the scripture says the fervent effectual uh, prayers of the righteous availeth much, mm-hmm. right? Was that uh, James 5.16? Another version says, makes much power available. See, because when we get together and we're interceding and we're all believing your power, your power, your power, your power. Do you understand that creates dunamis power, right? Amen. That's why the adversary, I don't know what class we talked about. this. There's so many classes around here. But we talked about how he tries to keep us isolated. Mm-hmm. See, because every joint supplies. And so if it keeps us isolated, we're, we, we're operating in less power. That's right? right? Why did Jehoshaphat call everybody together? Why didn't he just say, I'm just going to worship myself? Because everybody getting on their face worshiping made much power available. Amen. And God went and send ambushments. Do you understand what we can do if we all get with the program? Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, stand on your feet. Amen. That's enough.